0: Oh, yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with glass. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half. But I think we should pivot, pivot to something a little bit different. Uh, Dino is really excited to talk about this, but lacrosse, Matt, <laughs> we are interested to know yeah. where does lacrosse come from, man?
1: I got lucky in 2001, 2002, um, based the way I see it, some guys from the East Coast in Danville started a club team because they, they played and they wanted their sons to, to learn to play. And so they started a club called the Diablo Scorpions, which is now like, I think, one of the biggest youth clubs in the state. Um, so my brother and I were one of the f- first teams. It was, they taught us how to play the game. We traveled. We had to travel for games like Mendocino, Palo Alto, um, just uh, I think even like down south. We played some games down there. Um, I got to play in college for a couple years. And then in college, I, I got to coach like my brother's high school. My brother's two years younger than me, so I got to coach um, a couple years in high school while I was going to I was going to DVC. Um, shout out DVC. Shout out DVC. Yeah. Out. So DVC and Cal Berkeley had an agreement.
2: Cal's got a big. big yeah, program. they've
1: got a great lacrosse program, but they basically said if you had interest in going to Cal, you could redshirt if you went to DVC. Mm. And so uh, a bunch of us who write at the who knew how to play lacrosse, we played at Cal during the fall and winter. Nice. Um, so we redshirted there. Then I went to Chico and played for a year. Nice.
2: I've never played lacrosse before. Yeah. Can you tell? <laughs> um, talk to us a little bit about the sport. Like, what do you love about it? Is it similar to soccer? Is it similar to... Like closer to hockey, rocky? I would say. Like, yeah, what is it like? How would you explain the sport to someone who's growing up on basketball, football, or baseball?
1: I would put it more like hockey and and lacrosse, or sorry, hockey and soccer. Okay, yeah, hockey and the fact that like you wear pads, right? Um, stick and ball, and you can go behind the goal, right? Which is kind of weird. My in-laws are new to lacrosse. They went to my son's games this year's, and they're like always shocked when kids are running behind the goal he's out of bounds yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it's just they call it the fastest game on two feet i mean the ball moves super quick it's high high it's kind of like basketball and like the pace mm-hmm. there's fast breaks there's slow breaks there's pick and rolls uh a lot of that exists so it's a little bit of both
3: slow breaks wow it's, a, it's, what's a slow break? They need to incorporate that in the forty-three and up basketball leagues. Wow. Yeah,
2: all <laughs> of guys, we're on a slow break
3: right
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
1: No, uh, really, explain what is a slow break? I, I don't. A slow break is basically like you take the ball behind the goal, mm. right? So it's like it's still like it's still offset with uh, offense to defense, and but you like take your extra offensive player, you go behind the goal, and then you start attacking the other way. From behind.
2: From behind yeah. Had you played um, like soccer or hockey before
1: getting no, into lacrosse? No, no, I never played soccer. I like, I think I did like a season of indoor when I was in high school with friends, but no, I mostly did like wrestling, football, um, tennis. I was on the tennis team. So, what was know? the
2: appeal of lacrosse then for you initially and now?
1: Yeah, I just didn't know it. I mean, it. I didn't know it. It was like um, my brother got really into it. And then naturally, like, you kind of need someone to play with. It's, you know, you need to play catch. Um, was it easy to pick up? No.
0: That's a tough Not sport. Easy to pick up.
3: Uh, so do you just like challenges and you're like, I want to try this and
1: see how yeah, far it like takes to me? Show up each day kind of got a little bit easier, a little bit better. Um, What's difficult about it? The coordination with the stick—it mm. just feels awkward your first time. Like in your super like, your, like it's called cradling, where you run with the ball um, to keep the ball in the stick. You kind of have to do this like cradling movement. And as your first time, you're like, you know, you're
2: stiff. While you're like, running, you have
1: to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's full
0: contact, isn't it?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the stick with full contact. I mean, that's pretty hard to get used to. Yeah. So, at what age did you start? Like
1: seventeen.
3: Seventeen and then you played in college? Mm-hmm. That's it sounds you, like you picked it up pretty quick. Yeah. I mean
1: there's when I coached when I coached high school, there were some kids who never played before, who were naturally athletic. But if you throw the ball at a like cement wall every day, like we saw kids who never played went to starting, like at the end of the season. Like, you can, pick it, you can pick up the stick skills really quickly, but it's just like anything else. So um, that's the hardest part, I'd say, is, is maneuvering the stick.
2: What were you great at? What are you great at still?
1: I mean, I love to shoot. Like, I love to shoot the ball. I still like at my son's practice. If there's a break in practice, I'm still shooting. Whether or not a kid's in
2: between you and the
1: net, Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll shoot up. The, the, the goal is, like, six feet tall, right? Uh, I don't know how wide it is, maybe four or five, but um, it's six feet tall. So, yeah, any chance I get, I'll love to shoot. Just like hockey, imagine, like, just having an open net, just letting it rip. Yeah. Same thing.
2: You ever gotten, like,
1: smacked by a ball? Like, uh, I mean, by ball, by people. um, yeah concussions happen like it's yeah dislocated I have a friend like dislocated the shoulder like four or five times playing Hmm. um yeah it's same thing like shoulder checks hip checks in there's indoor leagues where it's like it's like hockey like fighting's acceptable oh really they They have fight
3: breaks yeah i didn't know that not in
1: high school or like college but um in these leagues, in these like professional leagues, like yeah, there's it's like acceptable to like yeah, just enforcers who like throw down guys who don't really know how to play just out to like that's still that's still a thing.
2: So have you had any of these fracas before? You know, I mean, none of, that of these like,
1: none that are memorable enough to. But yeah, there's always like a, a skirmish or like someone who's not playing the game just out there to like hate you. Yeah, it happens, mm-hmm. but. I mean, also like your adrenaline's so high when you're out there playing. Like, you might not feel your injuries till like the game's over, right? So, I think that's part of it too. It's kind of like football; you get that adrenaline and that like tunnel vision, and you just don't just don't really pay attention to yeah. when you get hurt.
0: Why don't Why don't you think lacrosse is more popular here?
1: It's becoming. I mean, every every high school team in the bay area is like one of the better teams in the state um i mean it's parents parents didn't play it and then it's also the cost right like a basic lacrosse equipment package is at least 250 bucks that's Mm -hmm.
2: comparable to football yeah Um, right
3: yeah a lot of uh football leagues are about Starting with, off at yeah, that, it's yeah.
2: probably up there with. That's oh, just for gear. It's close to baseball in some in some ways too. You know,
3: basketball too. If you're playing in Air Jordans all the time, then yeah, you're. But
1: I know, like, like there's some <laughs> parents lucky. who like they're like, I don't want to like I don't want to make the investment if my kid's not going to like it. You hear that a lot, especially in the younger youth ages. Um, like yeah, just not growing up with it. Yeah, I think that's changing. Like, um, Eldorado Hills has a. 260 kids in their youth program in one town right that's a lot and i think more and more parents that i'm eating like they played in college what what ages is the youth program so i mean we go as far as under eight i coached under 10s last year Hmm. so under 10s is a little bit different they wear pads for the first time they wear helmets and shoulder pads elbow pads and gloves U eight is they call like tag lacrosse you just get a stick um you just, like, kind of learn the fundamentals of the game, and it's just, it's always for fun, but uh, UA special because the kids are, like, six and seven. Yeah. So, you're coaching your son? Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: So, talk to us about how you got into that.
1: Coaching? Hmm? I mean, I've been coaching since 2003, so right when I got out of uh, high school, I went back and coached uh, at Monta Vista, um, coached. High school for years, maybe six or seven years. Like uh, at the club level too, we traveled around a lot. Uh, Travelled back east, like kids who wanted to play in recruiting tournaments and get seen by college coaches. We would take them back east and play in those games, those tournaments.
2: That's because the east has a lot bigger east. of a appeal, or um, yeah, yeah, for for lacrosse, right?
1: Correct. Lacrosse is actually a Native American sport. Um from, like, the East Coast. So it's heavy. In, in origin? Origin. I, I did not know that. Yeah. It was, like, uh, training for war. Really? Yeah. Huh.
2: In which region? And which tribe, I guess? <laughs> or which I, tribes?
1: <laughs> I don't know the, the history off the top of my head. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Mostly East Coast. So, like... Um,
2: I feel like Upper East, though. Like the New York... Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. Uh, right. I know there's a... Iroquois team, that's just like badass. And there's a lot of uh, those kids who play for Albany College, yeah, and just great players have come out of there in the last couple of
3: years. So when you started coaching, you said it was like right after high school, uh-huh. and you went to go coach at a high school. So when these kids saw you, and you know, they're like, "This guy isn't that much older than me." Coach, how did so they coach respond? JP. Yeah, but still, how do they respond to you? You know what I mean? Like, if let's just say Dino wanted to coach me <laughs> in basketball, I'd be like, dude, make your layups first and then maybe I'll listen. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: you know, it's like.
2: Do it. I knew he was going to do it.
1: Uh, when I think back, like my first couple of years, I mean, there was, still sp- there was still a spread, I think, between like 19 and 14. So that's still uh,
0: tough, though, because i I've, I've coached so right after high school. I coached a little bit. I was coaching JV at, a, at another school, fortunately. But, I mean, I, I, I do remember them looking at me like, what authority do you have
1: over me? Yeah, I never try to come at it from, like, authority to, like, I let the head coach do that. I was there for, like, I'd say more player development. Like, skills, awareness. Um, I was still better than them, so I think they i guess would respect that mm-hmm. um well all good
2: players even those of your same age group will take good advice generally right yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they like are serious about getting better yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um pivoting from coaching high school though to <laughs> uh to coaching kids like how did that how did that come about.
1: That was hard. Yeah. I even told like the the director of the league. I was like, I've never coached kids who didn't already know how to play. Right? So,
2: so did this happen when you moved to El Dorado, and like, so someone yeah, invited last you, year. or like,
1: um, no, I just like kind of one of the dads on our baseball team was like, oh yeah, my son's playing the cross. I was like, oh, like I didn't even know you guys had a league, and he like, Shh. it's like yeah. So I told him I I played and. Um, he connected me with a director and the director's like yeah and like next year you're coaching. It was just like if you've played before and you want your son to play, like you're coaching. Um Oh thanks. It's service. It's a
0: full service uh, yeah. podcast.
1: Full service podcast? Yeah.
0: What is uh <laughs> so can you speak to us and, and this is Smart, bro. kind of a a question out of left field here. But lacrosse culturally is that tough to get into for, for, for some... I mean, it's, it's mostly a white-populated sport nowadays. Would you say that?
1: Maybe around here, yeah. But it's definitely changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, some of the best players in the professional league and in college are minorities. Especially, like... I mean, there's just been a lot of improvement. There's been global games that have been happening where, like, Mexico has a national team now. Um, I think like every, maybe uh, not every country, but these bigger countries are are recruiting lacrosse players, and so yeah, it is opening up. But yeah, I think it used to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like it, it, it's still kind of known for like a East Coast Ivy League sport, right? I think right. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, because I like I've had friends and colleagues from the East Coast specifically who went to Albany who were like, Oh, yeah, I played lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And so, someone growing up in an urban city, yeah, uh, again, it, it, it's experience. I, it's, I thought it's you were just getting got. your references
0: from Dawson's Creek or something, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Like you kept insisting in that area. <laughs>
3: Hey, but it was also introduced in American Pie. (laughs) But, you know, like you grew up
2: in like the inner city, right? Like, you know, you're playing, maybe I'll speak from my experience, playing basketball, baseball, maybe football, right? Um, So in your opinion, if you had to rank sports in terms of toughness, where does lacrosse rank?
1: It's near the top. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's near the top.
0: I'm. I'm going to say from from an outsider's perspective, I I agree with him. It's a tough sport. Just watching it, it's first of all, the the nuances, the stick, the ball. That ball hurts. Yeah. But, but it's also full contact, and you and they're not padded all the way. You guys aren't really padded. Waist in, down in the legs, yeah. But
1: yeah. so still pretty fast. Right. Yeah, I think t- I think maybe what you're fishing for is. Yeah. Uh, I think the toughest sport I've ever participated in was wrestling. Just, like, the mental toughness. Like, sure, you need to be tough to take on an opponent, but to cut weight, right? To be, like, mentally prepared to go into a a match uh, any given week and then, like, make sure your weight is there. Sometimes you're running by yourself in, like, a garbage bag. Mm. Constantly worrying about, like, what you're eating. Um to me, that was a lot harder, and it's also like when you get beat, like it's like there's another match behind you. I right? to so, like get off and move on. Mm-hmm. Whereas lacrosse, if you lose, you lose like with a team. You mm. can like rally together. People, you know, will find motivation in the next game. But I think wrestling was the the hardest sport uh, I've ever done, for sure.
0: I think I think that's true for pretty much every combat sport, though, because it's one-on-one, just yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you, you said, the cutting.
1: There's a lot of accountability in the one-on-one sports. Mm-hmm. So you can't rely on, like, a team or refs, right? Like, refs will blow the game, if you will.
2: The toughest thing is being accountable to yourself sometimes, right?
1: Hands down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, how much of those experiences have transferred over to coaching kids right like how do you what's that like talk just tell us more about that experience right now for you
1: uh for me it's like the the realization what parent like expectations of what parents want i was like so used to coaching high school and being competitive and like winning games and and trying to win championships at like a high school level that i forgot when you're eight and ten and your parents drop you off they just want like a safe environment and for their kids to have fun. My first year was hard because I was like, even with my son, I was like, dude, like, stop dropping the ball. like, Do this, <laughs> do that. like." And then I kind of realized like none of these parents really care. Mm-hmm. Like, I look around and they're like, today was great. And I'm like, really? You thought today was great? <laughs> yeah. So you but had like, expectations. I had like, my expectations were way off. They're looking for like an
0: hour of babysitting almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, when I kind of realized like, oh, it's kind of like a break for parents. Yeah. Um, at the same time, they want to introduce their kids to a sport, let them run around, get their energy out, but, um, and introduce kids to other kids. That's basically what they want to do. Yeah. That's super important. Um, this year was completely different. I coached with the same coaches before. We kind of knew that I kind of like lightened up. A bit with like expectations and just realize like, like some of these kids on our team never played before, right? Uh, third and fourth graders. Some of them never played. Some of them played before, but they never played with pads on. Um, so it's just like, how do? we... And he said, it's like our goal is like, how do we get them to want to come back? Hmm. That's it. Like, yeah, we're gonna progress them and we're gonna be structured, but at the same time, it's like we need to make it fun enough. Even though it's hard, they want to come back, and I'd say like successfully, like we we did that just by like the praise we got from the kids and the parents. Some of the kids played on other teams last year who um, had a bad experience with coaches. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like expectations. Um, same thing. I had to like ask myself what I want, like what would I want for my own kid. And it's like, yeah, you want them to exercise and have fun and make friends and some of the some of the boys on our team this year were homeschooled so like to your point that making friends and being social it's hard when you're homeschooled Mm -hmm. so um that's important to like make sure that they feel included bringing them in um asking them to like take leadership positions is kind of cool yeah Uh, experience camaraderie yeah so it was good it's been a good experience also, like, helps me practice leadership, hmm. right? Like, when you're doing right now, our team is small, like, there's four of us, but we all kind of do our own independent thing.
2: Come In to the coaches as or? far as
1: like work. Sorry, I was translating this to work. Oh, to work. Okay, to, to work. work. Yeah. Um, it gives you a chance to like practice like leadership skills and communication and realizing like when especially at that young of an age like if they're not looking at you they're not listening mm-hmm. right so it's like the other coach likes to he would like to like go on tangents and you could just see these dudes checking out quick mm. yeah like you know poking each other like they're they're moving on so just also like communication at, at that age like just keep it short make one one thing they have to keep in mind or learn and then just let them have at it yeah
0: that, that's that's interesting how sports translates to the business
1: world. Oh, for sure.
0: I uh, I had a VP, and inter- just an interesting guy. But one of the, one of his tendencies when he was involved in uh, um, interviews with me, he would always ask this question: "Did you play sports? What position?" So finally, I asked him one day, "Why does that matter so much for you?" And he's like, "I I like to hire quarterbacks." Okay. Please expand. So he says, well, it's because of what they're learning on the field. You know, the, those leadership qualities with quarterbacks, same thing with point guards. Uh, he's like, that translates right to the business sector. Yeah. You know, those those are intangibles that no leader in the business sector can teach. You're, what you learn on the field, you automatically take there, and you're just, you know, you, you see everything better. You deal with people better. You deal with adversity better. So... I guess kind of what you're just I like you're that just i never
1: thought about. about it that way but i'm gonna put that in my pocket <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, you I hire quarterbacks you, though
3: yeah point guards are more, point guards are more important, important. <laughs> more
2: i also think the players who do some of the dirty work too though right there's some value to take from that as well i was
1: just thinking like football like you have guys who are who are they like, could have could a could a nose guard lead a company I mean, could a no, guard lead a company? I you know nose you'd guard be surprised, is, though. You'd be surprised. I would definitely though. say you'd yeah. be surprised. I'm not yeah. questioning. I'm just saying, like, as far as what he's referring to as like qualities that yeah. translate.
2: I, I might question like quarterbacks that, and point guards. View are. that it has to be the designated leadership role. What's not him? my view? It's his view. No, no, I'm not saying it's um, yours. But I'm saying I, I would question that, right? Because
0: okay. I, I know his guard leads the defense, right? Right. Yeah, so I, I would say that translates. Yeah. Um, Point cards okay. do a lot, though. But then there are some. There are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of, just just for, for the listeners, Harold, uh, I mean, uh, Sweeney is a point guard, just, uh, just so we're clear, if you haven't heard that.
0: But would you hire a kicker? Would you hire a kicker to lead your company? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. Sometimes somebody mm-hmm. needs a boot. <laughs> Put them in HR.
2: They could lead HR. Are you taking anyone from special teams at all? You know, kick kick returners turn the tide sometimes, (laughs) depending on what your company needs, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) Pivoting back to, you said you needed to, you realized you needed to tone down your approach with the kids. Yeah. Um, How do you prepare yourself to prepare them for either practice or games?
1: For me, it's energy, just coming in with, like, high energy my son is um i'm not gonna say like super emotional but like he carries his emotions on his sleeve right like he's very sensitive he can't be like can't be rushed he can't be stressed or like he just melts down right and so just kind of knowing that like not all kids are going to be like some kids are going to be rambunctious and like high energy and ready to go and there's going to be kids like him who are like Need a slow warm-up and might not participate in warm-ups at all, but like when a game is going on, like they're in it, mm-hmm. right? Just kind of knowing, same thing, different personalities, different kids, just kind of bringing good energy.
2: Is that something that you learn coaching kids in high school or just playing yourself or is that something that's been like a new experience with kids under 10 or 8?
1: I think it's just a new life experience as mm-hmm. far as like what can I control? Right, my effort and my energy, like whether it's work or practice or just showing up with like high energy for for them. Um, Because there there's there was actually a couple kids like him, like slow to warm. Every practice was like dragging their feet during warm ups and all this stuff. But as soon as you put them in like a competitive drill, like they're all in. Changes. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of bringing just bringing good energy and just like same thing we're moving on like Mm -hmm. if you mess up who cares we're moving on we're moving on so that was yeah yeah, that was the biggest thing is just it was fun like at the end of the season like you know you're getting dapped up by a 10 year old right he's stoked you're stoked that's what you live for yeah
2: yeah but that's challenging
0: bringing the energy because that's almost all they respond to for that for that age group
1: yeah yeah it also just be like i was looking you know I love to play. I definitely love to see them get better and watch them play. So, like, I mean, knowing the days I had practice while work, like, I was stoked to get through the day. Mm -hmm. Like, I was stoked to get on the field. Same thing as, like, teaching them to shoot, teaching them to pass, to check, you know, teaching them how to check other kids to steal the ball. Some kids aren't great passers or shooters, but, like, they love to play defense. Like, that's their thing. We had a lot of those kids who... New to the sport, couldn't pass or catch very well early in the season. So they like, you know, they love to box out and fight for ground balls and check someone. So, yeah.
2: What's the moment when you realize that? The different makeup of is it in practice? Is it midway through? Is it early? Or like, are there any unique experiences that you can share where you realize, ah, oh, this guy, this kid, like, he definitely loves to he's scrappy and he likes to get in there and play defense you see the practice
1: yeah. yeah same thing as like warm-ups like they're slow to warm they're coming out of like maybe their screen time at home after school right and so um no like one on, putting kids one-on-one you kind of quickly see like who's like you know yeah that scrappiness that eagerness um even my son like he was one-on-one like he would get pumped and he wasn't he's not the most athletic kid on the team either he's not like dominating anyone but like one-on-one you could just see his like that switch where they're like we're gonna go full speed like no matter what happens so yeah practice mostly practice but like the games are always like the highlights right like um we had a kid who i mean just like played excellent defense his last game Like brand new to the sport, Um, never played before. Played football, but like his highlight reel was like the last game he just played excellent defense, like stealing the ball away from kids. I think he took a shot in the chest in front of the goalie, you know. Um, And so yeah, they all have their little like highlights. So, but those come out in the game, but it's it's through the work and the practice.
2: Any other highlights or lowlights or. Crazy stories from this. Is the season still ongoing right no, now? No, we're done. Oh, so, from this last season that you can share or that like jump out?
1: No, it's. it's The biggest thing is like the the perception sometimes. It's just like in, in real life, there's games where we thought we were going to lose going into it because of how we did last year and we won, right? Mm-hmm. We like. Uh, there are teams that we wrote off who like almost beat us. Right. And so it's just that mindset was the biggest thing. Even for like me as a coach to this program, like don't write anybody off. Right. Like they barely, the team we played barely fielded a team last year. And this year we beat them, but like not by much. Right. And so just like mentally, like don't write anybody off or any team off. Like you still got to show up and show out that was probably the biggest realization for me as a coach is like assuming it's going to be an easy game. Hmm.
2: That, that's a lesson to your point. It's a lesson that translates across sport yeah. to business, to life, right? Like you can't write people off and you got to come prepared and bring energy and enthusiasm and effort.
0: Mm-hmm. Energy. Right. You, so you, you still coach your son. Yeah. Now, um, speak to us about that because, clearly you're passionate about lacrosse Um, so you want to see every game as competitive as possible but what is that car ride like home with your son
1: that's a good question
3: question.
1: I would say the car rides there were more intense than the car rides home Hmm. car rides home I like the work's been done right Um, he's not like he's not thinking about the game when we're going home right um, there were some days where I'm like, you need to like, you know, like sometimes you're still dragging them, dragging them, like bribing them, tears like I don't want to go. I just want to sit here and yeah. hang out, or go see my friends. Um, but it's also like remind them like they made a commitment. They're on a team. They have to participate. Um, and then when they get there, like our hardest time was getting him to warm up. He like did not want to do the warm ups. He just wanted to play. Hmm. So there'll be times I'm, like, on the way there, like, you need she to... Those. You're talking about practice? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Talking about practice? Um, like, there are some kids on his team who play football, so, like, he would get laid out, hmm. and I was like, you have to know who you're playing against, right? Like, if it's... There's some kids who are going to come to hit you, and you have to be ready, right? You have to be prepared, Um he liked to dish it but he didn't like to take it you know sometimes it was just mentally getting him mentally prepared to like dude wake up like you're gonna get ran over if you don't mm-hmm. pay attention but on the way home it was like you did you know you did your you did your job for him I think he was i mean I guess being a father is football was way harder mm-hmm. like where you you see them get more and more depressed as the game goes on when they realize they're not getting the ball. The play is not he, going to them. He he played in some he football. Played, league. Yeah, he played flag football. Mm-hmm. Um but you can just see, you know, like the the coach will give the play and then like these the kids who don't get the ball just drop their head. Mm. Right? And then they like jog through the <clears throat> route and the kid who like is getting the ball, he's going full speed. Right. That was harder because each week he's like, hey, how'd you do? And he's like, fine, good. Like, you, already, you already saw like, the body language on feel okay. like He's not enjoying it. They're too,
0: they're too young to understand the process, their, their part in the process, even though the ball doesn't go
1: to them at that time. Yeah. So then being like, you know, getting under those layers and then being like, maybe you just want to play defense. Yeah. Like if you want to be in the action more, then like ask to play more defense and don't worry about when the good ball. So things like that. That was harder to swallow. It was like watching disappointment mm-hmm. every play.
0: you have any disagreements with your, your wife uh, in terms of how you're coaching your kid versus how? Like an example for me would be with, with, with these two guys. She was always worried about me getting them hurt when I was coaching them. I'm like, that's ah, part of the game. You know, they can step on the court; it's part of the game. They step on the field; it's part of the game. You, you ever get that?
1: Yeah, I'm getting it recently. Lately, uh, I want him to play like travel club because that's what I didn't get to play, which was like my brother got to play, and it was pretty cool. You, um, especially, I mean, it, I know it's hard for kids in the summer, but you practice two to three times a week, and then you go to like a big tournament, right? So San Francisco, Petaluma, and I think Portland. Mm-hmm. You get the bo-
3: the most looks from club, right?
1: Yeah. You, you just also get the most reps and it's right. like uh it's more of um the guys who run clubs run it for like business so they're there to like make sure your kids are getting better over time I A mean, 10 there's not a ton of exposure at that age it's just getting them reps like mm-hmm. and to get reps through the summer like four hours a week that's a lot of reps for a 10 year old right um he won't do it like he like that's what we're i'm like dude this is a great opportunity. Like most of the, your team is playing in it. And he's just like, I want, my son loves like the swimming summers. Like he wants to swim. He wants to go to camp. He wants to go camping. Um, like sports isn't like his fourth, like forethought. Yeah. Um, but he agreed to like do camps. So he, he, he wants to go to the gym. My wife and I go to the gym. He wants to go to the gym with us. Uh, he wants to do camps with like the high school kids. Put on. So we make concessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's our biggest argument is like, I want him to do this. And she's like, he wants to do his own thing. Let him do his own thing. Because the last thing you want is like, you forced him to go to this thing. And then he like cries and refuses to go or pouts the whole way there. Yeah. So there's a balancing act between yeah. like encouraging and it's just what like, he wants. I don't know. Same thing. is expectation that's like, dude, he's 10. What do you like? Let him have a, a summer. Let him do his thing.
2: The takeaway for you, for you as well, is uh, yeah. There's an aspect of wanting to live vicarious oh, that if, you have to swallow a bit.
1: I just know, yeah. like yeah, like traveling with with a team and staying in hotels and like like to me that was always a ton of fun. Yeah. Maybe he'll get there one day, but for now it's like we live across the street from like the community pool, mm-hmm. right? So he like. He wants to be there every day. So. Can't blame
2: him. <laughs> I can't blame him at all. So, you're wrapping up on coaching. Your biggest satisfaction, what is it?
1: Uh, from coaching, um, it was like the end of the year. Like the kids who were like, "This was the best season I had," you know, or. Kids like a lot of the parents. Like my son has never had so much fun playing on a team. That that stuff feels good. That's probably the biggest satisfaction coaching. Like we don't keep score. We don't like. Sure, we know what who wins just by the offset amount of goals, but um, the amount of kids who want to come back and like play for you again. That's and you get to coach. I mean, coaching your son is pretty, or your kids is pretty cool. Yeah. Like see them progress. He scored his. First goal at the last game, right? So you're kind of like waiting all season, like when is it going to happen? <sighs> and then you know it happens, and he's like, he's, I think every his whole team was more excited than he was. Right. He doesn't like remember what happened in the moment, but like his whole team went crazy when he scored his first. How, goal. how did that feel for how, you? Yeah, how'd you um, react? I mean, there was times where I'm like, he just did like routine plays, where I'm like, oh, that was good. Like hitting the right Checking the guy here Like hitting hitting the right outlet man Right And like progressing the ball downfield Or um, Point guard stuff Yeah point guard stuff I was just about to say (laughs) Making the layup.
3: (laughs) But yeah more importantly When you make that pass That person makes (laughs) the goal
2: So back to your son Uh, No Um,
1: The routine stuff Where you're like Oh he was paying attention You know they
0: they do though. Uh, as as uh, a dad that's coach kids, my own kids and other kids, um, you do feel like that sometimes. Sometimes you think everything is all for naught, mm-hmm. and then you're absolutely right. That one moment, not the moment where they score the bucket, not not that uh, that glorifying moment, but you know, like in basketball, the moment where you, you know you kind of said it earlier, they hit the right outlet. That's mm-hmm. like, Oh no, Cause not, not many kids would do that. Cause they're all at eight at 10. They're focused on the glory moments, mm-hmm. right? They're focused on mm-hmm. scoring that basket. So I think to me that that was always more satisfying to see them do the fundamental things.
1: Yeah, for sure. That would, the first time he did like a fundamental, like pick up the ball, get away from his guy and like hit the open man i was like holy shit like, yeah. he's paying attention that's art yeah and then like yeah again like i didn't notice it but like some of the coaches were like just high iq plays like bumping someone out of bounds right just enough like just enough effort to get the ball to go back the other mm-hmm. direction stuff like that where it's like oh these guys are paying attention yeah like, high iq stuff at a young age is pretty cool to see the
0: first time my my son made a swing pass, I was like, "Man, call off that DNA test. We're good <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, This has been great before we let you go. I want to give you an opportunity two things. first, um, just to touch on if you had to leave a parting shot for our listeners in terms of what you you know what you do for a living um or and or coaching and or moving to a new community right all of the above what might that be number one right parting shot um something for people to consider Mm -hmm. or your biggest life lesson yeah um then i've got a follow-up but maybe start there
1: i say the biggest thing i'm kind of coaching my clients through right now is is real estate right and real estate comes to me comes down to like two things is lifestyle and location now the property you buy is going to lead to the lifestyle that you want to live so be really clear on those two things like what lifestyle do you want to have if you're in a condo you might be downtown you're walking to coffee you're walking to restaurants if you're in the suburbs you might want something quiet a little bit secure you know, good community, um, and then, like, location, right? So just when you are looking to buy, just be really clear on those two things, and then when you connect with the right people, it will happen, you know, it all happens for a reason.
2: And on that note, as a segue, this is an opportunity for you to plug what you do with First Choice, as well as any folks who might want to have their kids join your lacrosse team. (laughs) Like, tell us, you know, please share a little bit about, about that share
1: you know and how people can connect with you how people can yeah yeah the biggest thing is uh my instagram you can connect with me on instagram at the matt barba um for mortgage we have uh barbalending.com um for lacrosse i'm coaching for the eldorado hills trojans um and the biggest thing i'd say if you want to work with us is is just realize like we're gonna put you first um and our job is to find the best mortgage we can.
2: I'll, I'll leave with this um, on behalf of the team. I really appreciate you coming out. Yeah. Um, I firsthand have seen the work that you put in, at least with your work. I was literally driving over here and I got the update on my property, which you helped me you know, secure and refinance. And all the data and analytics behind it, like what are other properties selling for, you know, what would happen if I refinance right now? And your information said it's not a good idea to do it right now, given the current state of rates. Um, it's just a bunch of really good information. So, like personally, I would vouch for that and encourage everyone who's listening to definitely check out, mm-hmm. check you out, reach out if they have any questions. Um, but I think from myself, Sweeney Todd, Ry Boogie. Um, you know, we definitely thank you for uh, for joining us tonight.
0: Running all the courts, SF to the town Dad bars, now we just running our mouths Barbershop talk, rocking the spot Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot Lifelong bond has the convos flow Time just goes, constant growth Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half